Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So last Tuesday morning Bible study, uh, the word of the Lord came, and I'm going to read it to us. And uh, Pastor was speaking on Sunday morning about expectancy, and Peggy reminded me that what he was speaking on Sunday, I had spoke on, or the Spirit of the Lord gave us a word on expectancy. So um, Patricia is always so good to get her cell phone out, and when the word of the Lord comes, she tapes, uh, records it. And so she wrote it down. And uh, I'm going to read it to you, and then I want to talk about expectancy. Anybody expecting? We should be expecting great things for the church and great things for us individually. Amen? That for things not to say like they've been. And expectancy, it's the feeling or hope that something exciting or good is about to happen to us. Amen? And it wasn't long ago the word of the Lord came to us and said something good is about to happen. So that's our putting our expectancy out there. It's our believing God for the very impossible things and staying in there until we see it come to pass. Amen. So the word of the Lord on that Tuesday said, for expectancy is at a high level. Now he is speaking to this house. Amen. So your expectancy must be at a high level. Very high level, and it's bursting, it's bursting, it's bursting. The atmosphere, the expectancy that is in my people, the expectancy that is out there is bursting. And I, I look at that, and I, I don't want to just take it for myself I, or just this house. I believe for the nation, I believe that God is moving in such an amazing way that the, the church or the people of faith are out there believing and their expectancy is high. So he kept saying it's bursting. The atmosphere is feeling the expectancy of my people. Now that's pretty strong. When your atmosphere starts feeling the expectancy that's on the inside of us. The atmosphere is bowing its knee to the expectancy of my people. Think about it, bowing its knee. The atmosphere is bowing its knee because we are out there expecting. That to me means it's moving out of the way to bring forth what God has for us in this hour. This is the place I wanted my people to be, a place of great expectancy, a place that shifts, moves, and changes things. That's what our expectancy does. When it's at a high level and we're believing God, then it shifts, moves, and changes things. A place where I can move like I have desired to move. So God's really saying when that expectancy is out there, it allows him to move like he wants to move. It allows him to be God. It allows him to do what he wants to do. A place where I have longed to see my body come into where I can move faster than lightning. I'm ready for that. I'm ready to see God move faster than lightning. And I can move when expectancy is accelerating. So that means our, we may be at a high level, but we can keep on going. We keep, keep on expecting, and that atmosphere keeps on bowing its knee and moving out of the way to bring in what God has for this hour. 
He said, I can do things, oh yes, I can do things that's far beyond your imagination. Isn't that what the Word says? He can do exceedingly above all that we can ask or what? Think. That's far beyond our imagination. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see how that manifests, how that comes in. That tells me that God has some things for us that, you know, we can only dream so much. We can only ask so much. But that te that's telling me that God is taking the limits off and he's coming in and he's showing God. He's showing us who God really is. Hallelujah. I can do these things when your expectancy is out there. When you're in a place, you're believing to see the miraculous. Hallelujah. I can always go far above that, and I can always move higher than what you can think, and I can do things that you can't even believe. And we talk about faith, and we talk about our believing, but he says, I'm going to do things. Basically, he's telling us, I'm going to do things that you can't even believe. And something comes in at lightning fast. That means it shifts, changes, it does something. Something happens. He says, I want to do it. And I've looked for my church to be in expectancy. I've looked for my church to be in that place. That they know that, th that it is me and they know that I am moving. And that they know that I am not holding back. I am not keeping back those things that I have promised. That ought to confirm right there. He knows where we are. He knows the things he's spoken to us. He knows what he's given us in his written word, in prophecies, and in those things. So he says, those things that I have declared to your heart, there's an expectancy breaking forth in the atmosphere. Because I'm taking you for, I like this, I'm taking you for a ride. I'm taking you for a ride, and it's not in a car. Hallelujah. It's not in the natural. No, no, no. It's in the supernatural. I think I want to take one of those rides like Elijah took. Or maybe Philip took. One of those rides that only God can take you on. And that's what he's saying. I'm taking you for a ride. I'm taking you for a ride, the ride of your life. You're going to see my church perform. Talking to the body, people. He's going to see. So he's going to see us. He's going to see how he performs through us. He's going to see us perform. An expectancy. That's it. It's the expectancy. And I made the comment. I said, if I could just put across what I was seeing in the spirit at that time, it was just amazing. He said, like that man said, by the end of this year, you're going to see things but that's just the beginning. And you know that word that we got in Branson. I knew what he was referring to when Terry Harris gave us that second confirmation on what he said. He was talking to us about that. And he said, by the end of the year. So, man, that just causes my expectancy to go up even higher. He said, and that's just the beginning. That's the beginning of my greatness to my faithful church. I'm telling you, there's something going on. There's something happening, uncontainable. We're taking the limits off, and we're going to go so fast, we're going to have to hold on. And that's all I could see that day. When it came to the end, I thought, man, we need just to hold on. It's going to happen so fast. When you step over into the supernatural realm, there is no time. 
You know, God doesn't operate on our time schedule. He doesn't operate on time. If any of you have prayed long enough, been in the realm of the Spirit, move with God, you know, you, you could be in prayer for several hours and you think it's only 15 minutes. There's no, there's no time there. When you're moving in the Holy Ghost, when you're moving in the Spirit, when you're in that place, he says, that's where the church is going. Hallelujah. He's going to do things so unexpected for us that we, we don't, I believe we don't even know how to believe for it. And I like the part of lightning fast. Hallelujah. So I just want to encourage you, God is on the move. And he's moving, and we're going to see some things, and we're going to stand in awe of what he does. Amen. So we're going to open our Bibles. Because I want to talk about expectancy. Um, I told Pastor I was going to go from what he, he started on Sunday and uh, preach it. So what, where did I tell you all to go? Oh. Aren't you in the spirit? <laughs> My, I thought we were spirit-led people. Hallelujah. Um, Genesis 37. Verse 5, and Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Hear, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we are binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaf stood around about and made obese to my sheaves. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us, or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? Just thought I'd throw in here. Yep, that's what's going to happen. And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obese to me. And he said it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down thyselves to thee on the earth? So here is this dream that is put in Joseph's heart. You know, you can look at it as a word from God. You can look at it however you want. But God put something on the inside of, jo of Joseph. He put that desire on the inside. He put a dream on the inside. You know, we've got dreams. Every one of us have dreams. We have things that are on the inside of us. Some we've been holding on for a long time. And so here Joseph is, you know, he's just being a 17-year-old young boy that's sharing his dreams, sharing his vision with his family. And they do not like it. Those brothers hated him even the more. And so as we know, they just sold him. They just put him on this uh, people that were coming by, and they took him, and they sold him to Potiphar. And what do you think that does to a dream? Because he saw that. He saw in the spirit that God was going to raise him up, and somehow his family was going to bow their knee to him, and that he was going to be the one that had the dominion. Now, he didn't know how that was going to come to pass, but he kept that in his heart. 
And we know the story of Joseph, but walking through all of that, he kept an expectancy in his heart. And he kept an attitude that was right. How did he do that? He trusted that dream that he had. He trusted that God was greater and knew how to do it. In the natural, it looked like Joseph was going backwards. He was leaving his family, and he was on this place going to Egypt that he didn't know anything about. And he's on this caravan, and he was going to be sold in Egypt. And in the natural realm, it looked like backwards. It didn't look like he was going forward. It didn't look like in the natural realm that he was going to get to his destiny, that he was going to get to that dream that was on the inside of him. But God saw it as a forward motion. God saw it as they're moving. He's moving forward according to the word that had been given, you know, earlier through uh, to Abraham. So he's on this road, on this path forward, and everything that could have come against him came against him, right? You ever been there? You got something in your heart, some things that God has spoken. You think, how come I'm in this position? This is what God said, but I'm in this position, and it doesn't look like I'm advancing. It doesn't look like I'm in a forward motion. But, you know, God looks at things so much different than what we look at things. And if we keep our expectancy high and just keep on that road trusting, the Lord knows what he's doing. I think sometimes it shocks us, but God does know what he's doing. And God knows how to get us where he wants us to be. And he knows how to get us there at the right time. Not on your time, but on his time. Amen. So, you know, as we know, he in chapter 39, he sold to Potiphar's house. He becomes a slave. He comes in a place that, you know, when he first gets there, he doesn't know the language. He doesn't know the culture. He doesn't understand it. So he's in a place, and again, it doesn't look like that's a forward motion. But that was forward for him. God was training him and teaching him in that place. And sometimes, you know, it's not always fun where when, when we are in a place and we're being taught, we're having to learn a different culture, we're having to learn a different way, and we're in that place, and it looks like there's no movement, and it looks like no forward motion, and it looks like, God, how can you do this? But, you know, Joseph stayed in that place of expectancy. He had the dream in his heart, and he wasn't going to let go of it. But the more he went to him going backwards, but he was going forward. The more he went, obstacles just kept coming. What was it trying to do? Steal the dream. Steal what was on the inside of him. Take away the plans and purposes of God for his life. God had a greater plan than what Joseph could ever see. And Joseph had to keep an expectancy in his heart. He had to keep that when there was no one around now that he could tell it to. There's no one around that was going to agree with him because he's just a slave. He, may, he, was, he got promoted and he was put in charge of that whole household. But still, he's a slave. He's in a place that he doesn't have anybody to share his dreams with. But he has hope. 
He has hope. Hope in what God said. Hope grounded him. Hope held him. Hope kept him in a place that he held on to God and he trusted him. And then we know what happened next. And the Mrs. Potiphar decided that she wanted Joseph. And she wanted to trick him. And so Joseph walked in the house when there were no other servants in the house. And she approached him. And she wanted to lie with him. And he ran out of that place. And so when the master got home, Mrs. Potiphar said, that Hebrew servant, slave that you brought into my house tried to attack me, lied about him. So there he is in prison. Man, that doesn't look like a forward motion. That doesn't look like God could really work in that situation. That doesn't look like God can come in there and change that. How is God going to get him out of prison? How is God going to bring the dream to pass? How is God going to do that? You know, God, I've got this dream on the inside. But he had hope. He had an expectancy. And he went beyond and he just kept thinking, God is going to do this. God was preparing his heart. God was teaching and training him how to trust him no matter what position, no matter what place he was in. It didn't matter what was going on. He was training Joseph to keep that hope alive, to keep that expectancy out there, that no matter what it looked like, no matter what was going on, he had expectancy in his heart. He had hope on the inside of him, and he wasn't going to let it go. And so one day while he's on prison, while he's in the prison and he's walking around and, you know, it, it does say they prospered in the prison. But how many of you want to prosper in prison? <laughs> I mean, is that your prayer? Let's prosper in the prison. Lord, send me to prison so I can prosper. I don't think we're praying that. And I don't believe we're thinking that. But God blessed him in the prison and helped him. But he still had shackles. He still was in bondage. He wasn't, that word looked further away from him than it ever had. Because this is years, years later that he's in this prison and it's not looking good. So one day when he's walking around the prison, he walks in where the uh, chief butler and the baker were. And they got these sad faces. And as he has these sad faces, he's looking at them and going, what's your deal? What's going on here? And they're going, they say, we have no one to interpret our dreams. There's just nobody around. What were they looking for? They weren't looking for Joseph. They weren't looking for God. They were looking for the astrologers. They were looking for the wise men, the ones that interpret dreams. And they were in prison. They were in jail. And they wanted the world to interpret. They wanted the world to be able to speak to their lives. That's what they were looking for. They weren't expecting God to walk into that cell room and give them an interpretation. So something that Joseph said here, he said, only God interprets dreams. Now think about that. 
Why could Joseph hold on to his expectancy? Because he knew his dream was from God. Because he just said, only God can interpret dreams. Only God can give you that interpretation. So he knew in his heart that God was the interpreter. God was the giver of dreams. And that dream, I believe that encouraged him. I believe it strengthened him. That dream that was in his heart, that word of the Lord that was on the inside of him, that word that, that he had been holding on all these years. You know, this is the first time he's interpreted dreams. We don't have any other up to this point of Joseph being an interpreter of dreams. We don't have that. But all of a sudden, I believe the Spirit of God came on him. He said, God will interpret that for you. I bet he's thinking on the inside, I've got a dream. I've had it since I was 17 years old. I know it's God. I'm going to hold on to it. He's the only one that can give. Where did he get his interpretation from? From God. So he's holding on to that. So I believe he got encouraged because he said to the butler, I think it was the butler, he said to him, when you, when you get out of here, remember me. That tells me that dream was working. That tells me there was expectation in his heart. That tells me there was something in that young man that was so stirring on the inside of him that it had held him all of these years. That he hadn't, his heart hadn't got sick, like the scripture says, like Pastor brought out on Sunday. Hope deferred makes a heart sick, or hope delayed, expectancy delayed for a long period of time. That's really what that means. Makes a heart sick. He had an opportunity to have his heart, mind, will, and emotions sick. As you can see, there's life in him. Because he said, only God can interpret that dream. And we know he interpreted it, and he interpreted it right. And so another two years goes by, and Joseph is still in the present, in the prison, still in that place. And right now, all he has is hope. That's all he has. And you know what, folks? That's all we need. We don't need anything else. If we have hope, if we're expecting, just like this word said, that expectancy is working for you. That expectancy, I mean, it. Just, the, the word just said, that is moving the atmosphere. There were things moving while Joseph was in the prison that he could not see. There were things that were happening that he couldn't focus on because he's in a dark dungeon and all he sees is prison walls and all he looks at is this small little prison cell that he's in with all of these other prisoners. He may be in charge, but he's still in prison. He's still in that place, but hope is working in him. And as that hope is working in him, it's working in the atmosphere. It's moving, shifting, and changing things. And I don't believe his hope got smaller. I believe his hope got bigger. I believe it grew on the inside of him, and it was moving something. And then two years later, we know what happens. Pharaoh had a dream, and then he had another dream. 
And just like the butler, he went to the world. He went to culture. He went to what was going on. Interpret my dream. Interpret. Interpret this dream. And he had, another, he had two dreams, and they could not interpret it. They could not figure it out. And finally, the butler got a great revelation. Why did the butler get a revelation? And why did the dreams come? Because there was an expectancy that was going on. And the atmosphere was moving. It was moving out of the way so the plan and purpose of God could come forth. He knew exactly what dreams. God knew exactly what to put in Pharaoh's heart. And he knew that the world could not figure it out. Sometimes, you know, you've got dreams on the inside. You've got things that are going on. And the world will ridicule you. The world will come against you because they cannot understand or interpret your dreams. They, they can't figure it out. But God is looking for people with hope and expectancy. Yes. Believe in God for things so far-fetched. How do you get a guy out of prison like that? Only God can do that. Why would a Pharaoh that has all these magicians and all these wise men around him, and no one can interpret him because God won't let Pharaoh go of that dream until Joseph gets up there. Think about it. Joseph's got something on the inside that's bursting. Joseph's got something working. He's got an expectancy out there. It's stirring on the inside of him. He, I believe he knew something because when they came to get Joseph, he didn't just sit there. He didn't just say, I'll be there when I get ready. What does he want me for? I don't know if I want to see the Pharaoh today. No, he jumped up out of that bed. I don't know if he was in bed. <laughs> He jumped up out, but it's my story right now. <laughs> he jumped up out of that bed. He went in there. He shaved his face. He changed his clothes. He put on his very best. And he, when he left that prison, he said, goodbye, guys. I am not coming back. He had an attitude on the inside because he knew the dream that God had given him. He knew what God had put down on the inside of him was coming out coming out from within him. He knew that God was up to something. God was doing something, and he wasn't looking back anymore. He was going forward. He knew that his days of what he thought was going backwards were now going forward. He got a revelation later on that, yes, this was the move of God. This was the plan of God. No matter what it looked like, no matter how crazy it was, God had a plan. He had a purpose, and a man named Joseph kept that for 13 years. He kept hope in his heart, and it moved a mountain. It moved everything. It got the attention of Pharaoh. A man in prison got the attention of Pharaoh because he had hope in his heart, because he had a dream on the inside, because he knew what God said, and he trusted what God said, no matter what was going on. Amen? That's where our faith, our hope, and our trust, that's what he's talking about when he gave us that word last Tuesday. When he said, 
you know, there's an expectancy in the atmosphere. And he said that expectancy is out there and it's bursting. When something starts bursting, what does it mean when something starts bursting? You know something's coming forth. Something is happening and we need to be ready for it. Joseph had a mindset that he knew he was coming, coming out of that prison, pointing at everybody. <laughs> he knew that he was coming out of that prison. And so he knew when they came and got him, he said, I know this is it. I know I'm out of here. And I know whatever that Pharaoh wants, God's going to give me an answer. And God did. And it took him. What do, what do we read in this expectancy? It took him far, far, far beyond what he could ask or think. He did not know that he was going to be second to Pharaoh. He didn't know what all those things meant. But he had a hope and he had an expectancy. You know, it's nine years before he sees his brothers bow. But think about the nine years. Oh, that's good. Think about the ride he had. <laughs> Think about that. God just said, I'm taking you on a ride. And it's a supernatural ride. I believe Joseph just went on a supernatural ride. I believe it took him to a place he never thought he'd go. It did exceedingly abundantly more than he could have faith for. That's what God is talking about in this expectancy. That it's going to take us beyond where we think we can go. Because where we think we can go is going to limit. It's going to put a ceiling on it. But God's sitting here and he's telling us, I'm taking you beyond. I'm taking you for the ride of your life. He took Joseph for the ride of his life. He took Joseph into a place that God got the glory. He did exactly what he said because God had a plan. He knew a famine was coming, but he needed his people free. So he had to send somebody before him. His name was Joseph. And even though it looked backwards to Joseph, it was always a forward motion. So I'm telling you, sometimes things may look like you're not gaining ground. Things may not look like they're going the way you think they're going to go. But God knows how to get you there right on time. Amen. And go far beyond. This, this prophecy said far beyond what you could believe. And I think we just saw it in Joseph. I think we just saw what God can do. Because you don't see very many people go from the bottom to the top overnight. In fact, that was probably just a matter of hours. Think about it. Hey, Patricia, that's lightning fast. <laughs> that's lightning fast. Prison stands before Pharaoh. That might not even be a whole hour. That's lightning fast. Wow, that's, that's lightning fast. That was the atmosphere. And it bowed its knee to the plan of God. Woo! That's where we're going. That's the place we're in. That's the place we've entered into. 
We need to get excited about that. We need to have our expectancy in a place like we've never had it before. But God says we are at a level that he is moving. And we're going to see him move. We're going to see him change things. Amen. I just want to encourage you tonight. Hallelujah. Things are moving. Things are shaking. Things are being set up for us. You may think that you're in the prison and there's no way you could be promoted, that you could go higher. But I'm telling you tonight, God's got a plan. It's bigger than what you can think. It's bigger than what you can dream. And you're not, he's not done with you yet. Your expectancy is moving. Your expectancy is changing things. Your expectancy for you individually. And I'm telling you over this church. Our expectancy is out there, and we're going to see the promises of God. We're not going to be left out. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.